Today, I want to talk about money, both the money that we spend in our businesses and the money that we charge our clients. As you probably already know, how we think about, talk about, and act when it comes to money can really be the difference between a thriving business and a failure. But there's a lot of emotional baggage that can cloud your vision, which makes the choices and challenges that we face regarding money seem a lot more complicated than they need to be. So what I want to do today is give you a way to filter those thoughts to hopefully bring clarity to how you think of money in your business and how you position your services and what you charge for them so that your potential clients are more likely to book you. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. So I think about spending money in two ways, not just in business, but also in my life. I have expenses and I have investments. And expenses are all the things that I spend my money on that are either necessary or just things that I like or want to have. So my water bill is an expense, my car is an expense, the fun new bedspread I've got my eye on is an expense, um, Netflix is an expense, you know, all of those things. They're all expenses in my life. On the other hand, I also have investments. Now, there are the obvious investments like the retirement account that I put money in um, with the intention that it will grow over time and provide me with income when I stop working, or maybe if I do a kitchen renovation, um, that not only increases my own enjoyment of my kitchen, but it might make my house more valuable and increase its resale value, right? So that's an investment. And then there are some not so obvious investments, um, something like a gym membership, which ideally helps me postpone or eliminate an expensive set of healthcare bills or an insurance policy that protects me from losing everything if I did end up with an expensive healthcare bill. There are also investments that create value that can't really be measured in dollars. So something like a newspaper subscription, which, you know, when you think about it is a really small price to pay for being an informed citizen who's able to make good choices about, you know, how we use the power of our vote. Um, another example of kind of a less obvious investment would be something like a charitable contribution. Now, when I make charitable contributions, I don't expect that money to come back to me in a monetary way, but I do hope that, you know, the money that I give might help make the world a better place, or it might help someone else monetarily. And that in turn gives me sort of a return on my investment in terms of personal satisfaction. And that's valuable too. So I don't mean to say that, you know, this is all about, you know, dollar signs and zeros, it's, um, it, you have to sort of think about your priorities and think about these in a more holistic way. And because of that, because it's not super cut and dried, you perhaps are thinking to yourself, well, this kind of sounds vague, <laughs> like you could 
call your car an investment rather than an expense because, you know, you need it to drive to work and that's where you make your money. And that is a good point. Um, We can and we do justify all kinds of purchases by convincing ourselves that they are investments. And sometimes those justifications uh, really are justified. When it comes to that kind of thing, the only thing I can say is that the proof is really in the results, right? And we're not always going to get that 100% right ahead of the fact. You can purchase something and you can intend for it to be an investment and then have it sort of sit unrealized, like when you um, pay for a gym membership, but you never use it. Uh, or you maybe you invest in a house with the intention of flipping it, and it turns out to be a giant money pit. On the other hand, that cuts both ways. You know, maybe your dad collected comics when he was a kid, and you inherited that comic book collection, and then you find out that this thing that he bought just for the fun of comics and the enjoyment of it turns out to have become like a giant collector's item. And in in a way, it became an investment just purely by accident, right? But let's go back to business as the example. I am guessing that every single one of you listening today can think of at least one, (laughs) probably a lot more piece of equipment that you purchased telling yourself that it was going to be an investment in your business, whether that was a fancy lens or a new light, um, or, you know, a cool new bag, whatever the case may be, you told yourself you needed it to do your work and that it would therefore pay for itself. And maybe it did, you know, maybe your bag, your old bag was falling apart. And if you hadn't upgraded, you would have broken a lens because the zipper would have failed and the lens would have fallen out. Right. Or maybe this new light setup that you invested in, you did a, um, you know, a shoot and you posted it all over Instagram and it got a ton of traction and then brought in enough new clients to more than justify the expense of the light. So bingo, those things have turned into actual true investments and that's awesome. On the other hand, you know, maybe that fancy lens that you bought turned out to be more of a paperweight, right? You enjoyed playing with it a few times, but it never really made it into the heavy rotation of your client work. And, you know, even if it did, maybe if you were to, um, put out a spread of prints in front of your clients and ask them which of your photos drew them to you. Maybe it turns out that lens isn't your client's favorite. Um, and so it wasn't really responsible for adding any revenue. It's, it's just sort of like another tool in your kit. In retrospect, you can actually go back and see whether an intended investment turned out to be an investment or just be another expense. And it's not always as easy to figure that out ahead of time. The truth is we should all spend our business dollars with caution, acknowledging that our brains will try very hard to justify the expense of the things that we want by kind of dressing them up as investments. We all make errors in judgment every once in a while when it comes to these things But that doesn't mean that we can't train ourselves to be more discerning. You know, I know my brain's tricks. I know when I start um, justifying things to myself and I know when it's more legitimate and when it's not. And speaking of the things we want, 
Another way to think about expenses and investments is in terms of wants and needs. The crazy amazing thing about running a photography business specifically is that our list of truly necessary expenses is shockingly small. I would argue that the only things most of us truly need, like capital N need, um, are like a small kit of reliable professional equipment. We probably need a website these days and then some basic insurance and legal protection. In theory, you could totally start there and perhaps you did, or maybe you're still there, (laughs) but if you're not a brand spanking new photographer, chances are that you have a much larger list of expenses that you carry in your business, right? Software, subscriptions, equipment, you know, I could go on and on and on. Um, And I would bet that you would argue that most of those are needs at this point and not wants and that they have allowed you to level up and therefore have qualified as investments. And there's truth to that, but there's also some non-truth to that. And that's where all of this gets really murky. So here's an exercise that I want you to kind of think through to bring you some clarity. If you take a sheet of paper and you, you know, crease it in half long, long wise, and then you crease it in half the other way. So you make a four square grid, right? Across the top, I want you to write wants in one column and needs in the other column. And then along the sides, you're going to write expenses for one row and investments for one row. And then I want you to just go through an inventory of your equipment and um, look at your business credit card statement over the last year and basically assign everything that you own and everything that you spend money on to one of those four squares. Once you've done that, You make a second pass through on the needs column and think long and hard about all of those needs. Are they really necessary? Could you combine any of those expenses? Could you eliminate any of those expenses um, in a way that would not tax your business in another way? So if you can, (laughs) I'm just basically asking you to make a second cull and move anything from the needs column to the wants column that you can't. The truth is that, you know, our needs list in this business, again, could be quite, quite short. Next, you're going to create a list of your unnecessary investments, and you'll put them in order of their um, probable return on investment. So when it comes to necessary investments, those would be things like, you know, you have to invest in insurance. You have to invest in, um, legal protection. And those are the, you know, unfun investments to be perfectly frank. But if ever you were to be sued or if ever your entire camera gear, you know, um, closet were to be raided and, and stolen, you would go out of business because you potentially wouldn't be able to replace all those things. So, um, so those are the necessary investments. Everything else, all the other things that you invest in is probably categorized as unnecessary. So then you rank them in terms of, you know, what's got the most potential return on investment down to what's the least potential return on investment. And once you've taken those steps, if now or at any time in the future, you needed to free up some cash, you would have an extremely clear picture of what to get rid of and in what order. So you would start with whatever is in the um, expenses box on the in the wanted column. So you know wants and needs, 
if it's something that you want and it's an expense, that's the first thing that you get rid of. Um, you sell it or you discontinue it, whatever. And after that, you would start with the bottom of that return on investment list and you would work your way up. So the thing that potentially is going to earn you the least amount of money or save you the least amount of money, you get rid of that and then you work your way up. But I told you at the beginning of this podcast that this was not just a conversation about how we spend money, but also about how we position the things that we sell to our clients. So let's think about wants and needs and investments and expenses as they pertain to our services. Honestly, I would be surprised if a single one of you listening today (laughs) could convince me that what you sell falls into the category of a need. I've talked about this before, but photography, no matter how cheap or expensive the price point, it is a luxury item. It's not necessary. Um, We existed for many millennia prior to the advent of photography. And so, you know, if, if push comes to shove, photographs are not um, going to be the, the need that we like to think of them as. But I would also argue that for most of us, what we sell is not only an investment, but it's actually one with a really high return on investment. That is to say, if our clients were to go through this four square process in their personal lives, and then honestly weigh what the value of, let's say their wedding photos or their family photos, what that value represents to them or their kids over the long haul, our services would end up extremely high on the wanted investment list. You know, it's a high return on investment. Um, in other words, our services should arguably be one of the first things that they invest in once they've covered their needs. So, you know, you get out of the poverty zone and then that becomes something that you're, um, that you should consider investing in. And it should be one of the very last things to be cut out when it comes time to tighten their belt. You know, this past year with COVID, I think a lot of people's wedding plans in particular got really disrupted and they weren't able to do a lot of the things for their um, weddings that they wanted to do. But the people who did move forward and get married, I heard plenty of stories of weddings that took place where it was literally someone um, marrying them. So like some sort of officiant, the couple and a photographer, and that was it. Um, and that sort of speaks to exactly what I'm saying here. They placed a high value on having a photographer there. But um, unfortunately, the truth is that a lot of people don't take this kind of logical approach to money. And that includes us as business owners, us as regular people, and then all of our clients. Um, in our lives and our businesses, <laughs> we tend to make kind of terrible decisions. We put off saving for retirement you know, when we're in our twenties, we're like, Oh, that seems really far off. And instead I'm going to upgrade my car. Um, or, you know, somebody is sort of weighing out the things that they can spend money on when they're expecting a new baby. And instead of investing in newborn photography, um, maybe the budget like gets cut there. And instead, you know, they buy a changing table from pottery barn because it goes with their nursery set. Look at me in the eye and tell me that there is a single person who could rationally 
look at that comparison um, and argue that a factory-made piece of furniture is ever going to mean as much to someone as professional images of their brand new baby. Like, it's just not, that's not the way it works. Um, it wouldn't be true even right this minute, but certainly not in the future. In the future, that's like, that's very high on the, you will regret this list. And yet people make those decisions every day. Now they don't necessarily hold up those two items and look at them side by side and say, no, I want a changing table, not professional photos. But you know, they're just spending and spending and spending, including on the changing table. And then they look at their budget and they say, that's it. I'm all spent out. It's the same thing when we prioritize a fun gear purchase or a snazzy new website template over, you know, paying to learn a strategy or a technique that could earn us thousands and thousands of dollars over many years. Our brains are wired for kind of instant gratification, right? And things like future joy or nostalgia that we'll feel when we're looking at photos, um, or the income that education could bring us in the future, it's a lot harder for our brains to get excited about than the physical thing that we can like swipe our credit cards for and take home with us today. Um, it's bright, shiny object syndrome, right? So why am I talking about all of this? Um, because the truth is we all know this on some sort of intellectual level, but periodically we need reminders about it too. We need reminders about it in our own lives and businesses, and we need to be intentional about reminding our clients and our potential clients because they forget it too. We are in the enviable position of selling a product that we can more or less guarantee someone is going to value as much or more 10 years from now than whatever we're charging for it today. And if you were selling just about anything else in the world, um, you wouldn't be able to say that, honestly. Um, how many businesses sell products like that? Very, very few. And even though it sometimes feels salesy or pushy to remind people of that fact, I am here to tell you that you should be doing exactly that as often and in as many places as you can. You know, you want to be authentic, say it in your voice. <laughs> you don't need to be overly dramatic about it, but also you shouldn't be afraid to tell it like it is because people will almost never regret spending money with you. You just have to remind them why they need to prioritize it. All right. Have a great week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.